Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Minutes with Eminem. I'm Mena, this is Miss Ann, and we're really excited to have you here for this episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about Ted Lasso, which comes out next week. So watch this video in case you want to remember what happened, and then come back in a few weeks when we talk about season three, which unfortunately is the final season. Yeah, so let's get into it. <laughs> how did you feel about the show overall, like so far? How do you feel about the show? See, I'm already talking about the show in past tense. I'm screaming. It's actually, you know what? You've gone to acceptance already. Good yep. job. Um, honestly, I love it. And I heard about it for like a year before it came out. And like people kept saying, watch it, it's funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's funny. And I just, I'm like, I don't want to show about soccer or an American football coach. That's so stupid. And then I watched like the first three seasons, oh my god, I'm sorry, the first three episodes, and I'm like, this is so funny, and my heart is full. I just, it's just so positive. Yeah. I just, it, it makes me happy, and I, I really needed that. I feel like even the comedies I watch, they try and sprinkle a little bit of like extra, ooh, let it be hard. Yeah. And I know season two kind of touched on some darker elements, but overall, it's just, it's positive. Like the puns, the way the characters talk, the decisions that they make. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. It's just such a feel-good show. Yes. And I feel like we need more and more of those shows. Because, yes. like, I think the industry now is kind of gearing towards that. And they, like, they now understand that people are just, you know, our lives are shit. <laughs> and so we don't want to, like, watch something like the Joker level kind of dark, you know? So now we have shows like Ava Elementary. We have shows like Shrinking, which is from the same person who did Ted Lasso. But like a lot of shows are coming out that's just like, ah, oh, feel good. And that's how Ted Lasso made you feel. I was like, yeah, I was like, same thing. I was like, who wants to watch a show about soccer like you? <laughs> but then like, it just, it tugs at your heartstrings. It really does. Like, oh, this is so cool. But not in a way that's unrealistic. <gasps> and it's not easy to do that. I feel like they're real. Some things are very unrealistic to me. Yeah, a few things. But like, you know how sometimes when people want to make a feel good show, it's kind of, all like it's kind of done sometimes over the top where like everything is now kind of like a fantasy mm. so i like that it was towing the line <laughs> between like okay this this is possible in the real world and like this is just everything works out in the end i mean yeah it's it's very everything works out in the end even as we're going into the third season i have no concerns i'm like everyone is going to get a happy ending there's like the, even if they lose they'll shall be happy so like that's that's my if you say so they might surprise us i, I would be shocked <laughs> like shocked if i feel anything other than joy at the end of this show so you know we'll, we'll come back to this when we talk about it if it's anything other than positive um but yeah let's just dive into some specificity um we just talked about how positive and feel good everything is let's talk about the demon that is nathan nate who decided on his own unprovoked that he wants to be a villain devil spawn <laughs> like the, uh, like there's nothing good I have to say about Nate. Like, not one thing he did. Like, there is not one good thing I have to say about his character. I'm so upset because how can you annoy me more than Rupert? <laughs> like, what are you doing? This, and the thing is that there's no reason for you to be like this. So, like, obviously in season one, Jamie had his flaws. But they also make it clear very early on, you know, he has daddy issues. That's why he's like this. We've seen Nate's dad. He's not, it's not that deep. Like, what, because I didn't look at your picture in the newspaper and say, good job, son. That's why you want to be a menace to the world. You know what I feel? I, I hate to say it, but Nate has a redemption arc coming. And I'm going to hate every second of it. They're probably going to be like, here's more story about like his family. And his dad is actually a shit person. And he did this horrible thing to Nate that makes him feel like he has zero like 
worth of self-esteem but like i don't care i'm gonna hate him forever me too like okay so okay your dad kind of sucks who cares your mom is lovely your parents are together so it wasn't like you were living with your terrible dad or your dad was absent he was in the house with you and like in the first season when he was bringing those boxes into work he clearly had a good relationship with whichever sibling he has that has kids like so they give you a little bit of power just a little bit of power and it went right to his head he was like who can i shit on right now hate to say it, some people need to be bullied <laughs> to keep them in check maybe if they bullied him like maybe because like nick is someone who lives his life according to like hierarchies and like he understood because even when they bullied him he never complained <laughs> he was like okay i'm the whatever i'm the guy who cleans things up or oh, whatever I'm like, yeah i'm the kid man so like it makes sense that i'm being bullied and so this is fine and maybe he should have just remained the kid man because like the moment he got like a um promotion he got promoted and the, the new kid guy came in like he treated that guy like shit. see but that's the thing it's inside him because it started before then like it was literally the moment that he had the opportunity to be kind of mean to the other players and like the second they laughed at his mean jokes he was like "Ooh, i can say mean things like <laughs> it just it, it was instant he didn't even hesitate even when he thought he was getting fired instead of promoted he like he looks at rebecca and he's like you shrew like he was about to start dragging her before they're like I we know. promoted like the and like oh my god like when um when danny rojas couldn't play properly and like they were trying to figure out ways to move forward he was like maybe just show him his check maybe he can just take a look at his check and i was like what and but do you know what i like i like the subtlety of it because honestly he just got progressively worse like he'd make a little comic here about who let's be mean and everyone was like okay i'm like you know he'd do something that he'd like he apologized to um the football player who had been mean to and everyone in the team hugs him and you're like okay he has well, realized no, not really because coach it was coach baird who forced him to apologize That's true, he, wasn't, but he wasn't mental i know but he didn't really mean it but at least you can believe oh maybe he's going to behave better but literally that same episode someone called him a loser on twitter he went to go and abuse the new kid boy like he and then you know he just he started spitting he tried to kill Keely. He, sorry, he tried to kiss Keely. Like, and then he got mad that Roy wasn't mad that he kissed Keely. <laughs> it's he was like, did you hear what I just said? I said I kissed her, and Roy is like, no, no, it's okay, it's a mistake. I forgive you. It's like, but Jamie, you didn't forgive him. But Roy is like, no, it's fine. And then he's like, wow. So I'm like, what was the reason for kissing Keely? Did you think you could steal her from Roy? I mean, was he, it like some power play? A little bit. He had a little bit of a crush on her in the first season. He made a little bit of a comment. So I think. As she was being nice to him. This is why you should be nice to men, ladies. Because he thought, I have a chance. Sir, please. No, he just, he was just getting, like, my favorite thing is that his hair is getting grayer. So, like, as he's becoming more evil, the youthfulness is sucked out of his spirit. And he looks like the old man that is inside him. No, I just, I, I have nothing to say. Because even that episode where he's trying to get a table for his parents' anniversary. And, like, he can't really speak up. It's supposed to be all poor Nate. And then he goes to Rebecca and Keely for advice. I wish they never gave me any advice. <laughs> like, he's so ungrateful. Like, even when he finally gets his parents the table, the, the dad is... I love his dad, I'm sorry. Because, like, his dad is like, all right. <laughs> Unimpressed. I'm, look, I just can't. Because then, like, it's... The, the reason I keep bringing up that his dad is not that bad is because they're trying to push this narrative that his daddy issues. Because, you know, he starts crying that, oh, Ted, you haven't been paying attention to me since you promoted me. You are a grown man. Get your shit together. <laughs> like, imagine being like, you, you don't think about me. You didn't put my picture up. First of all, the picture is up in his house. But also, are you serious? 
Like, imagine throwing a tantrum because you think your boss isn't friendly enough to you or being nice and to you. And then he just, he just, he's, he's, the amount of rage that he was displaying during that argument is just not, it, it's not justified. Oh, I no. just don't see why. And then you went to tear the belief sign. <laughs> you had to tear the belief sign. Even after they won, he was still squeezing his face. That's why he's aging. Like, it's like the wrinkles and the lines. I don't know. Like, it's... Uh. No, I hate it so much because you know that Ted is still going to be nice to him next season. And, you know, he's going to be like, oh, so sorry. I had all these problems, but now I'm okay. Like, no. What are you doing? Yeah. Let's talk about Ted now. Let's talk about Ted. Um, Ted. So, as a TV character, he's amazing. In real life, Ted will annoy the shit out of me. Like, people who are overly positive freak me out. Because, like, you're either two seconds away from, like, screaming at me or, like, breaking down. And, like, I don't want either of those two things to happen. Because I just don't believe it's possible to go through life realistically with that attitude. Like, 100% oh, no, of the not time. even slightly. Yeah. See, even on the show, he's kind of annoying. Like, I know he's the main character, and I, I'd be giggling at the things he does, but sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. just shut up! Like, can you just relax? Like, that's why I loved when they um, brought in Sharon, the doctor, and she was just, like, nonplussed. She was like, okay, so this is this is your little shtick right here? And he was he was like, wow, you don't think I'm adorable? Because, yeah, relax. he walked out of her office about three times because she made him so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, his little thin wasn't working on her and she's like tell me when you're ready to talk about real things because like time is going you have to pay me like 50 hours. <laughs> no I, I like that you know they make it clear that he has trauma like he's not like the reason he's so overly positive is, is a trauma response and like also it's affecting his life negatively like that's the reason him and his wife split up that being said it's still like he's a functioning alcoholic who's like constantly putting a positive face on even when it doesn't make sense and that just seems exhausting. He's also not a great dad, guys. My guy just up and moved to another continent. And I was like, oh, I couldn't get to talk to my son today on Skype. You could have seen him in person if you hadn't left the country. Exactly. You're talking to him on Christmas Day, but you haven't spoken to him for like weeks. So, and you're upset that he wants to go play with his toy. Mm, maybe don't do this thing you've done. Also, know. like... There's no timeline in place, so it doesn't sound like he's like, oh, I signed a two-year contract or anything. Like, at the end yeah. of the first season, he was like, oh, I'm quitting because he thought he was going to get fired, but then, like, he's back, so... Yeah, because he keeps saying that, oh, yeah, my wife said she needed space, so I gave her space. First of all, that's just extreme. I said I needed <laughs> some space, and you went to Europe. And second of all, like, I don't know if he's, he's thinking of her. I don't know what, like, if uh, they had separated by that point. But, like, are you thinking of your wife? Maybe you wanted that space for yourself. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would have preferred it if she actually knew that, okay, Ted is going to go here for, like, a year. Exactly. And then come back, we're going to try and work on our issues. But then he just kept renewing, I guess, the contract. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just no timeline. Like, because it's been over a year at this point because, yeah, it's been over a year since he moved to England. Is there an end date? Is there a custody plan? Will he get his kid every other year? When is he going back to visit? Like, I just, these are the questions I asked for Ted, who's such a great guy, but who, let's be clear, effectively abandoned his child. Skyping once a week does not fix the fact that we used to live in the same house and then you just left for no discernible reason. But yeah, it's and fine. Like, he did some questionable things because, like, um, the whole Sam thing where Sam was really upset because he thought that he was going to bring Jamie back. And he's like, no, I would never do that. And like two days later, he brings Jamie back. And he doesn't even give Sam a heads up or are an you explanation. Sure? Yeah. Like, no, are you sure that he didn't give them an explanation? Because I just assumed that he did. Because he asked the other coaches and then there's... 
a very minor time jump. Like it, they do, they show us the scene and then it's snowing. That's when Jamie comes back. So I just assume he no, talks to them. No, when Jamie comes back, Sam gives him a look of like, you know, you're not trustworthy. Cause yeah. like, you didn't tell me that you were going to bring this guy in. I didn't see that. I saw it more like, I'm not happy that Jamie's here, but I understand that. Unless they wanted all like the audience to assume that that happened there was no scene where he was like sam i changed my mind i know i said i'll never bring jamie back but i feel like you know he's gonna change and like this is what's gonna happen i feel like he never justified or explained to sam who was seriously bullied by jamie so like i know he wanted to help jamie because he realized that you know jamie had like daddy issues but like sam was also really bullied by this guy and by a lot of the teammates and like no, no, the teammates actually let it slide. I don't think he was bullied by the teammates, but like Jamie was picking on Sam. And I just feel like sometimes he picks or oh, fixing Jamie over like the rest of the characters. And like, it doesn't make sense to me when he does that. I agree that he sometimes picks doing the right thing in general, because it's not just Jamie. He's like, you know, let's rise above. Okay, loser. Um, but I don't think he didn't tell them. I do think he told them. Well, they didn't show us anything. I mean, so... they didn't show us, but they also didn't show us him going to ask Jamie to come back or anything. Like, I think we're supposed to put it together because he did, like you said, he told Sam specifically, oh, I'm not going to do this. I very much think that if he had... I feel a... like you're just in heavy denial. No, because he... Sam walked off the pitch when he thought that Jamie was coming back. I feel like if Ted had brought back... Jamie, without telling Sam, Sam would have just left. Like, what am I staying here to do? What do you mean? Like, he, where is Sam going to go where to? Where was he going that time that he left the pitch? He, he what do you go. mean? But Sam was clearly unhappy. And yeah, if they were all unhappy. Ted had explained to him, I feel like Sam would have at least understood. Like, he wouldn't have had that drastic reaction to seeing Jamie walk back on the on the beach. I don't think like, reaction he was, like, was, he was surprised. I don't think he was surprised. He was just unhappy. Let's agree to disagree. Because like <laughs> that's one of the big things. And also another thing that makes me feel like like feel like Ted isn't this like oh I'm a saint. Or oh, nobody's saying he's a saint, but like <laughs> another thing he did that kind of upset me was letting Nate make that speech. Cause like Nate showed Ted the speech and Ted saw all the mean things and he's like, yeah Nate, do it. We need <laughs> to do that. And I'm like, okay. And then tomorrow you're gonna tell me to believe and like grow as a person but, but yeah yeah sense. using insults to motivate me okay but it was like insult jokes and he knew it wasn't was someone it wasn't but it was all insult it was all like puns and like oh look you're just as this as this like and they all started laughing i think he genuinely was like yeah this will make them feel more like you're a member of the team and it worked to me that was actually one of the things that was more in line the stuff that he does that annoys me is more like refusing to bench roy because he doesn't want to hurt Roy's feeling, even though Roy is too old to keep playing. Like, that very falls in his, oh, I'm too grown for this. But, like, okay, so that's a perfect example of why I think he told them that he was coming. Because he told Roy, I'm not benching you. But then he came back to actually say, yeah, I'm going to bench you. And Roy was really mad. But he did the thing. But he told, it was, that's that's a different situation. Because it's, it's that's between him and Roy. And he finally, he didn't just, like one day they're playing the the the, the they're about to like walk out and play a game and he's like roy you're benched exactly. i feel like that's what happened i actually saw him saying like hey roy like this is gonna happen yeah because like because first he was like i'm not benching you you know don't be too hard on yourself you're gonna be better and then later he was like like a different day he was like yeah he was telling him that this, this yeah but that he told him and we saw him do that but we didn't see that with sam so we can't you can't just assume that a conversation happened off screen that like we didn't see i mean you also can assume that he did the worst thing when he hasn't shown himself to be that kind of person he has the hard conversations even when he's insane he does have them i don't know i feel like he just like he just expects people to get over things and like i guess he has told sam to be a goldfish 
so sam had to be a goldfish about that situation where like but like he should have at least sat him down because he really went through a lot of bullying with that guy i think he did and honestly i feel like sam self is not even the person it's nate that i think he should apologize to nate is the person that really got bullied by jamie and nate fully said don't bring him back and then we see that he is brought back and none of the coaches are surprised so i assume that there was dialogue that was had but that's besides the point um he is just a lot and it stresses me out but the people around him enable and encourage such behavior and also start to exhibit similar behavior so they're clearly enjoying it um i know with his divorce his wife really annoyed me so i was just like babe sorry like it's very passive aggressive to be like oh, i'm trying like I'm, I'm the so feelings aren't there did not copy that i'm trying so hard every day to love you but it's just hard and i'm supposed to be like i'm so sorry can you try harder maybe we can try something else like, so you can love me better like the, what am i supposed to say to that and then when he ag agrees to the divorce she harasses him all day like have you signed the papers he's like her lawyer have you signed the papers yeah me, you know i'm going for a game wait three days you'll get the divorce papers like what are you in a rush for <laughs> Like, I don't know, she was yeah, just... Yeah, she's a lot. She's like, a lot. And even when he had that news come out about him having a panic attack mm -hmm. and his wife checks up on him, but it's late her time, so he's trying to crack a joke and be like, hey, like, are you up late? Like, what's going on? And she just shuts down the conversation and he's like, okay, never mind, none of my business. And I'm like, how do you go from I'm your wife and, like, we... There's love between us to that, to, like don't contact me don't I mean, ask it's me been questions a year, i guess maybe she you know what if it's been a year i should be more resentful because now so you've been living in england for a year and i'm raising our kid by ourselves and i'm still doing yes. positive relationship with you like what because, is this like you are out here trying to like inspire people and like fix the damage that their fathers caused on them <laughs> but you are an absentee father by choice right to your son who is in the u.s <laughs> look i just i choose to focus on his like positive moments like the dark competition where it's like oh look you have a little great you you won the dark competition and no one knew you were left-handed and oh yeah because if not i'm just like why are you why are you even here bro yeah but shout out to coach beard by the way i know okay first of all i hate the episode that's just about him this season yeah, what two was the reason they gave him 12 episodes before they had 10 they added the christmas episode and the coach episode and i guess they just didn't want to like throw off their schedule of how they had it just it gave me nothing but can we just talk about how loyal coach beard is if I was like a good American football coach and my like manager is like, oh, let's move to the UK to do soccer, I'm gonna say good luck and wish you. It the depends best. on how much you're offering, to be honest. And if I don't have a life, because Kudrian is looking like his life is upside down because that relationship he has with the Jane girl is very abusive and it's just toxic. I don't know what's going on there. They they, they don't seem to want to explain it to us. So I'm just gonna ignore <laughs> yeah. it. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just move on. And then okay, so let's talk about one of the big couples of the show. So that is of course. Well, it's, you know what? It's a kind of a triangle. So Keely with Roy and Keely with Jamie and the three of them. How do you how do you feel about that? I don't know if I like Keely as a person. A lot of the things I like about her is kind of in relation to other people. Because I like the side that she brings out in Roy and I just love watching her with Rebecca and like have like them prop themselves up. So because Keely like there's just it was hard for me to understand why she was with Jamie in the beginning. Because first of all he was younger than her and she didn't seem to like this guy at all maybe she loved him but she didn't like him i think him. so i think they were just they were pretty casual like they were together but it was chill like it didn't seem like she was like we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together yeah yeah but then like why are you getting jealous then 
okay, like, I, we may not be engaged, but respect me a little bit. Although, I stand by this. I don't think Jamie was that bad in the first season. Like, he did some... Jamie was bad. He did some shitty things, but, like, overall, he's, like, I'm assuming he's similarly aged to Sam. He's, what, 24? 23, 24? Oh, she said 23, so let's say he's 24 now. Like, he's a young, famous superstar. Like, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think... My time, I'm, like, when you see his, like, upbringing, I'm, like... He could have been so much worse. Like as a didn't... boyfriend, yes, but as a person, he was a bully. And like the fact that Keely, I'm sure she knew what was going on, and she was like, "All right, boyfriend, let's go home." Do you know what? Can we talk about Jamie being a bully? Because this is something that's interesting to me. So in season one, it wasn't actually Jamie that was bullying Nate. It was Colin and Isaac that were doing it because it made Jamie laugh. But everybody, oh, like Jamie was directly bullying Sam, though. No, 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 no. But I'm just talking about like how everyone would like come and face Jamie, like, "Oh, you're the leader." That two people that are actually bullying, that everybody's just like, oh, it's because of Jamie. You are grown men. No one ever said, you know, I'm glad you guys have changed. It's just that when they stopped looking up to Jamie, they're like, oh, wow, Jamie, we don't like you anymore because you let other people bully. Let's hold ourselves accountable, please. Please. <laughs> Fair enough. But he was a bully to start with. Okay, he was. a bully and he has <laughs> to be a bully. And so, yeah. 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 But I, I, Sam is... And no, you know what? Let's let me not get to Samuel. Let's let's finish with the couple. Yeah. Do um, you who do you prefer Keely with then? Roy or Jamie? I just I love her with Roy. I like her with Roy. This is just I don't like either of the two choices. <laughs> but if I had to pick, I would say how with Roy because I really see the growth in Roy when like they were together. Because mm -hmm. I was just like Roy. Roy pisses me off so much because really? like can you just show a little bit of humanity please and like when he was with Kili, i was like oh this guy he's so cute he's so nice so like i feel like if they dated for a longer period of time he would have actually become like a much better person i can't say that about Kili though because it's like i don't i don't know if roy improved her in any way i think she was still just Kili, which makes me feel like I that's mean, not a good thing i don't know i think in the world of the show and it's kind of said by different characters keely is kind of great like she doesn't have quote-unquote flaws people are always like you know there was this day where ted was like ah oh, four to six times a day i wish i was keely like she's supposed to be already be fantastic so she's her personality is not something that needs to be improved upon like yeah her career is taking steps and she's building friends but there's improvement that needs to be made if you're gonna hide in a broom closet in a shoe closet <laughs> because you don't want to tell your boyfriend that he's he's being too clingy there's improvements that need to be made I speak mean, I up agree. speak up you are jerking off to every to a video of him crying there's it's, definitely improvements that need I to be I mean, to be made. fair, when she found, when he found out, he engaged it with the... That's the little <laughs> that one scene. That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> that's the little Because I was like... I was like... <laughs> I was like... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I like Keely with both of them. I actually, I like her with Roy and... No, you have to choose. I like her you with Jamie. You choose. No, no, I'm going to pick. I just want to start with, I like them both. So you don't like either. I like them both for different reasons. I think I prefer her with Roy because I think they're age appropriate. This is a, I mean, we're gonna talk about this later. I love age appropriate couples. It makes me feel good to think that both of your brains are developed to the same What's level. What's your limit for like, like is, is it 10 year difference? Like 10 years is okay, depending on how old you are. So I wouldn't like, I wouldn't love an eight, no, I would hate an 18 year old and a 28 year old dating, but I'm fine with a 28 year old and a 38 year old dating. Okay. So, with Jamie, Jamie's already immature. What about 20 and 30? 
it's in a very gray zone for me. 2135 I'm starting to look <laughs> Okay. Um, um, so their age gap, gap, the number isn't huge. It's just that Jamie is really immature and yeah. Keely kind of seems over that. But Jamie is getting more mature, which is nice. That being said, I do think there's a strong potential for Jamie and Keely to be ending. And if they do that, I might accept it if they do it well because Jamie's shown a lot of growth over the last season and we actually haven't seen him like whoring it around with a bunch of women yeah which is surprising i thought they would even say okay you're single now you're, you're jamie everyone loves you he had that these... girl though the next day after that, 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 was, that was that was something else that was, that was old was jamie like, you broke up with me no <laughs> she's like okay you made me feel good about this but like answer the question are we together oh, are we not i talked about you broke up with me yesterday am i supposed to get a green light from you I'm after dying. a few months like please let me move on with my <laughs> life and he was like okay well you're welcome and she was like what do you mean you're welcome like, he's like well did you mean what you said <laughs> no i, I like i like hilarious. jamie is so jokes but i do i really like Kelly with roy i enjoy seeing a sensitive side of roy um, i enjoy their banter like they have conversations like just random casual conversations that j just make me laugh like they're on screen and they're just talking to each other i'm just like you guys get each other ladies and gentlemen and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen look at how low the bar is no because they have conversations i like it no no no. that's what i'm saying like they didn't show us much of jamie and keely actually being together and having like it was just like Hey, I'm here to pick up Jamie. Oh, he, like I didn't see anything. So like when you see her, actually like because they went more deeply. Into did I just say Kili and? Oh, did I say you more? said Roy? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they went more deeply into Kili and Roy. Yeah. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, they have conversations. But the vibe is probably low. I mean, but I like her with Jamie as well. Is my issue is just that I based on how the personalities we've seen of Jamie. Jamie's banter is different. Like he's mm, funny yeah. in his own way, but like even when they were together, so like um when they were doing oh would you rather be a lion or a panda kind of thing. Like there are certain things that I don't think Jamie would hate, but I don't think it comes as naturally to him. So I just so because he said I want to be me. No, that's great. Like uh, like Ted said, that's great mental health right there. Fantastic, good for you. <laughs> but I don't know. Like either way, it'll be fine. Like I'm assuming that either they'll put Roy with the teacher and Jamie with um Keely or. You know, there's a situation that all three of them end up single, but I don't think so. I think there's going to be yeah. at least one couple from that triangle that makes it out. I just yeah. want Roy to be happy. I like I Roy. I want Roy to be happy too. And like towards the end of the show, I just found myself rooting for him. And <laughs> I just had this like apprehensive feeling about their relationship because like, excuse me, what, what do you mean you don't want to come on a vacation with me? Like I'm telling you that I've booked a ticket. You can do your work remotely and we're going to be on an island together. And you're like, you go. I love you. I'm going to be here. I'm like, Keely, if you don't like Roy anymore, just <laughs> speak up and say so. Because then he can move on. So I don't know. I just don't want Roy's heart to be broken. And I don't know how to feel about that. And now Jamie has confessed his love. And I also kind of like Jamie now. So I'm kind of <laughs> all over I don't know, maybe they can be in the struggle and I would be happy. Look, I, I, look, if Jamie and Roy get to a place where they can love each other, I'm here for it. I will say, though, something that bugs me about Roy and Keely's relationship is that everything is always framed as Roy's fault, even when Keely makes a mistake. Thank you. Like, when they got into, like, when Keely was going around telling everyone about Roy being too clingy. That was so embarrassing. And then Roy found out and he was mad and he went away, but he's still the one that said, I'm sorry, and drew her back. And it's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't know you wanted space. Yeah. You were the one that told everyone. You told the kid boy. You told your ex-boyfriend, Jamie. Like, everyone knows that I'm clingy. Did I get a sorry? Did I get, I, I acknowledge what I did no, was wrong? No, because Keely is perfect. 
perfect. She makes no mistakes. In fact, Jamie and Roy should both find someone else <laughs> in season three and just be with them. Because like Kelly actually has some work that needs to be done. And we all have to be realistic about how we're saying like Kelly's so perfect. It's like she's not. She really has some work to be. Because like that, I don't know why that pissed me off so much. Because like he was just being a boyfriend of mine in his business. Plus, there was no winning for him. You told me to read, I went to go read. You said I'm turning you on. What, what am I meant to? I, sh I, sh I should leave the house for you. No, I should put a, a brown paper bag over my head. Look, I like Keely. I think she's funny and I enjoy what she brings to the show. I just hate, you know what though? The root of the issues is that I hate love triangles, guys. I hate them so mm -hmm. much because- it's so uncomfortable. Like why, why are people unsure? Also, all these workplace romances, this is what happens. Now you're treating between two men that you work with. What are you gonna do when you pick one or the other? Oh, she's getting a new job and she's going to go and start her own company. So I guess maybe that will give her some time to like think clearly. See, that falls exactly into the wish fulfillment fantasy of this, this show. See, they're just giving her a PR company. Anyway, talking about relationships, Sam and Rebecca. I hate it so much. I am so angry. Why did it have to be Sam? I just, I feel like they have given Sam so many storylines and they need to just dial it back. Because <laughs> every five minutes, he's Nigerian. I don't even know the origin of any of the other players, except for Danny Rojas. Is that fair? I maybe like Zoro that like from Montreal. Well, we have Montreal, we have Dutch. Yeah, but like I don't hear them saying, ah, oh, the Dutch go, the, the Montreal, the French goalkeeper missed the game now. Everything, the young Nigerian, the young Nigerian. I feel like as a Nigerian, I'm getting a bit offended That's because funny. Sam can date someone who is his age, and now they're <laughs> making him be in this whole thing and. It's, I think it was a lot because the Ghanaian guy came in as well yeah. and then there was the bullying bit and then there was the Dubai air bit and like I like that he's getting like a lot of screen time. time but it's for too I, many things it, yeah and the the Rebecca thing was the last straw I'm sorry when I saw the text and I saw his face I was like not you no, I hate it so much like if they wanted to do that the least they could have done is have a counterpart to Roy who was also old but like positive energy the same way Sam was so let's have at least a 35 year old that 50 year old Han um, I was supposed to call her Hannah I guess they wanted the person to be a football player it can't be 35 how old is Roy the whole thing that was that's why he's benched I'm saying that they should have started with two old people like oh, one okay. is really negative like Roy one is really positive like Sam but he's older so that when you pair him off with Anna, Hannah like yeah she still works for him but because I'm still calling her Hannah oh my god rebecca i know your real name is hannah but rebecca um i'm so mad about it the age gap he is 21 years old like how old is she she's oh so the actress is 48 let me be generous and say the character is 45 all i know is that she was married to rupert rupert is what 60 70 she made a joke about him being too old to be a father so really she could be 50 but i'm gonna say 45 absolutely not she's more than double his age it's yeah. not cute no like i wouldn't date a 21 year old yeah, and like, okay, I feel like what they should have done is, yes, there was no way she could have known that she was talking to a 21-year-old on, on the banter app. So when she found out it was Sam, yes, have the dinner if you must. But at the end of the day, I think they should have just been like, see, Rebecca, something you want exists, and so you can find it, like, yes. you know, outside somewhere else. Right? And before, like, even if it was her going, oh, you know what? Like, I, you know, this is a kind of personality, like, you know, this is, maybe this is controversial. I would have liked her instead of a couple. I see it. I see it. Like, so maybe she, that's where it's going. Like, I hope. Like, it still makes me uncomfortable, though, because now you've dated this small boy. Yes, small boy. Who is also your employee, by the way? She has the power to just move him to another. Like, the power dynamic is so 
messed up before even getting into the fact that he's an immigrant whose whole family is back home and you know we see how he misses life like it's it's not okay and i don't know why the show and do you know i think what makes me upset is that it's written so well yes but shout out to that christmas episode it was amazing they did like a special customized intro they had like everyone show up to higgins house yeah. and everybody brought their own dishes and they brought jello fries and goat's meat so i was like this i'm living for this but like even the the, the first like the episode that they get together that the date they had you know i, I was feeling it like when uh, he shows up at her door when she's like oh where are I you i was feeling i was feeling the whole thing but like it now made me feel disgusted i feel dirty see what you people have done see what you've done to me <laughs> no but that's the thing it's like you guys have all the right elements you could have just literally used any other character that any was, other maybe they didn't want to pay one more person <laughs> i'm dead like if the relationship is over then i'm fine with it let it be done with but yeah. i fear i have deep fear that it might not be over. They can't do this to us. Like, it's gonna come out. It's gonna, first of all, they're gonna mock Rebecca. They're gonna be like, oh, you're an old lady with your little uh, toy, boy toy. Yeah. You're competing with Rupert. This one, yeah. that one. He's only with you for your money. And then we're gonna have a whole storyline about her feeling bad because they're dragging her in the press. And then, you know, Ted's gonna be like, just believe in yourself. Go out. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, you shouldn't be dating this man and you should be ashamed that you're dating a child. Yeah. Cause even when he made the decision to stay, and then he told the speech while looking at Ted where he was, I was like, stop it! Stop! <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want Rebecca and Sam together. I stand by what I say. I think Rebecca and Ted would actually be a pairing that I could enjoy. I feel like at this point, it's probably not going to happen. One, there's only one season left. Two, she's, he slept with Sassy, her best friend. Three, she has this whole storyline with Sam that needs to, like, there's just a lot going on there. But that I would have enjoyed significantly more. Although, shout out to male-female friendships that aren't ruined with sex, I guess, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the oh, rest of the players. Before we leave Sam, I just... So Sam fixed an oil company in Nigeria. He just... He, he puts a little tip on his shirt and an oil company said, I'm leaving Nigeria. So, okay, I get it. It's wish fulfillment. It's, ooh. I just know the writers don't know really how things are in Nigeria. Cause it's not even Nigeria specific. Which country? You know, I think it's just the, trying to be positive. If you do the right thing, right things will happen. It just felt very insulting. Like even the whole him just like dropping out of a campaign. I know we're supposed to be like, oh, he's doing the right thing. Sir, you could have done some research before you agreed to this. Like you signed a contract. They're not the bad guys because you decided retroactively that this is an ethically bad thing. And similarly, yeah. I just, that whole thing just gave me the ache. I'm just like, okay, I get it. You guys are showing that we can be a better place. But all I can think is, Ima imagine that who's who's a Nigerian football, a young Nigerian football player that's playing in the Premier League right now. I can't think of any. I don't know, Saka. Is he young? But he's not Nigerian. He's young. Oh, really? He's like 19, 20, yeah. Oh my god, is he? Yeah, he's really young. Oh my god! That's, 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 you know, so in a world that he's just like, we're using him as a Nigerian stand-in, that he goes to play a game and he covers his shirts that has a logo of Shell Oil, and then a month later, Shell is leaving Nigeria because of Saka. Come on! Come on! It's not gonna happen. It's it, not. I think it was just such an egregious overreach in storyline. Like, usually they try and kept, keep things like, within like oh the club or the games but they said yes you have fixed international problems for a nation i i think they really think that's all it takes to fix certain african countries oh God, oh God, oh God, it's, it's it's really wrong it's it's so much more complicated than that but like yeah, nice storyline has the storyline I, mean, I mean you know what How can i complain nigerians are everywhere so shout out to the nigerian representation there's, mm -hmm. there's, i think three of the four players are nigerian on that team so i know and like that's... for his birthday they gave him chin chin <laughs> 
You know what? It's actually so realistic. Nigerians are everywhere in England. It's ridiculous. So yeah, sorry about that random spiel about Nigerianism. It just, when I watched it, I couldn't stop rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't leave when murdered people protested, but they leave for the football. But okay, sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the rest of the players. Um, I don't really know their names, but like shout out to Danny Rojas because football <laughs> is truly live. I love him because he just comes in and he has like one or two lines and it's football is life and football is death. That's really <laughs> it. <laughs> And he, he's cashing his check and he's done the job. I live for the Dutch player. I like that he just says things and they're like, no, 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 he's not being mean. He's being Dutch. <laughs> it's so jokes to me because how is everybody managing this? My feelings would be hurt every day. I know. Ugh. Isaac is great. Um, I actually like that he's the captain, but he's not a focus. I feel like in a lot of shows, they'll have like, the captain would be a main character of the show. So we yeah. see, oh wow, he's going through this. But he's just like, Comedic relief, but he's also a leader for the guys, so that's yeah. lovely. Some of my favorite moments were in the locker room, to be honest. I just like their, like, vibe. Mm -hmm. And when they made that, like, bye-bye dance to, um, <laughs> um, Sharon. Yes. And then they didn't get to practice it in front of her. They didn't get to, like, present it to her. I was, like, so upset because I was, like, Please video it so and nice. email it to her. <laughs> no, but I like, I like how supportive they are. Before they knew who Sam was dating, they were all kind of like, Oh, did she message you back? Oh, you got your date! Like, And then the haircut thing, where they were like, <laughs> <laughs> let him do his thing i loved it i just uh, i loved it yeah i love their dynamic and i like the idea that ted came in and made it a positive environment it makes me kind of be like did you guys hate each other before ted was here but hey positive vibes we yeah. for it. yeah um side characters that aren't football players uh there's the fans those three fans in the bar love them and the woman the old lady yeah may if you are writing a show and you need a character to just show up once an episode and say go team i can do it <laughs> No, because they, they're so funny with such limited screen time and they do a great job. Even in that episode that we hate um, with Coach Beard, episode. at least we got to see a little bit more of their personalities and that was yeah. really entertaining. I, I like that we see like the fans' point of view as well. Like it's not just, oh, the team is working so hard to succeed. It's also like the fans are fierce that you're losers. Change yeah. Love it. Higgins is great and I love his relationship with his wife. I love it so it's much. Love exists. Love exists, guys. Bro, he says she's the oxygen I breathe, and I said, take me out, Jesus. This is all I need. It, no, it's so cute, and I'm glad that he has that, because the, the like, first season was kind of like, oh, he's kind of a dweeb at work, and, you know, we bully him. Well, not bully, but, like, Rebecca pushes him around. Um, but, like, the idea that he has a fully fulfilling life at home. He has five kids, him and his wife are having time with their life. I love it. Side notes, Rebecca, I agree with what she did in season one. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I just, I feel like what Rupert did, like the wickedness of that man, even him showing up to be like, oh, I'm engaged to Bex and we're having a baby and I just didn't have a baby with you because you're the wrong person. Yeah, he's horrible. I'm like, I hate that there's collateral damage. And I know I told you guys in like some previous Or in a future video. Or in a future video that like, that's my pet peeve. But in this case, I excuse it because fuck him. Like, look, is it really collateral damage? Did, did Ted really care about football? The team was already mediocre. Like, eh, who's really getting her ear more than Rupert? Or and Rupert? She came clean in the end. And I feel like Kili was doing the most. Oh, it's going to change how I feel about you. Tell no, him I will tell him. No, I'm on Kili's side. So you got photographer to photograph me to spoil my relationship. No, 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 no. That one is... But that was what bad. she was talking about now. No, I think she was like... 
she was talking about him her having to tell ted the truth yeah and the tr like because she found about the picture first like the picture is what led her to know the truth and she's like you have to yeah, like the whole truth uh, you have to tell him because you want to waylay my life because you're angry at rupert no you will tell him it changes how i think about you especially because we're doing we're friends together and i've told you how horrible it is that the tabloids were getting in your um personal life and you're yeah, not doing that's it to fair, me that's ah, that being said, no, I'm on her side. Rupert is horrible. And I hate that how realistic it is that men get to be terrible in real life. Like, I see this man and nobody do, does anything. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, he has impregnated a 25-year-old. Who cares? But they're making yeah. jokes about Rebecca being old. Yeah, they're calling her old Rebecca. Yeah, so if I were her, I would have done the evil thing too. And he went and got someone named Rebecca. I'm telling you, this guy is a devil. Oh, no, total sociopath. And now he's going to be working with Nate next season. I just know that my heart will be filled with fury. No, I'm happy because... Nate is going to get the bully that he always wanted. First of all, I hope so. But two, Nate is eventually going to leave them and come back with his redemption arc. But I'm hoping that before that happens, they suffer an embarrassing loss. Embarrassing. As far as 6-0. That makes the two of them just sit there and ask themselves, is this my life? Because what kind of garbage is that? Yeah, because Nate keeps thinking like he's this underdog or like wonder kid. <laughs> wonder kid. <laughs> that like always comes up with these ideas. But he literally confessed that he has these ideas for months and he makes them look spontaneous because he finds the right moment. I love that so much because that's me. Well, it's not me, but it makes so much sense. It's like, okay, I'm going to plan this and it's going to sound brand new. That's fantastic. Prep yourself for. Yeah, but yeah, fraud. And is he a fraud? I because like he literally made sure to use the word. He was like, yeah, you know, spur of the moment. It's not like I'm some kind of wonder kid. It's and like, it just came to me. It was the right thing to do. I'm like, no, no, no. This is something you have planned. And, and like you kept it to yourself. You didn't tell the two coaches. You were like, this is my play, <laughs> and so I'm gonna use it. So like he refuses to work as a team with all the coaches, but he's getting mad that like Ted pushed him to the side. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, a, I, I want him to really villain up. I don't want the first episode that he has a change of heart. No, 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 no. Give me five episodes of them, like, that at war. They're like, wow, Nate is our enemy. Like, let Jamie be okay. like, I should have this bullied him. This is Lasso, not House of Cards. This is in Billions. And, like, let's relax. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. I just, I just, I think it upsets me when I feel like characters don't get punished for the bad things that they do. Me too. Me like, too. Rupert is enjoying his young wife, his new child, and the new club he bought. And it's Rebecca that is hoping to remove herself from relegation. Like, okay, they made it, but the point being... Yeah, I see what you mean. It's okay, Sha. Point being, it's such a good show. I laugh every episode. The writing is really witty. It, it gives me um, Gilmore Girl vibes. I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, Amy Sherman Powell, you know, she does Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like, oh, the characters are yeah, always saying like, the... funny little puns really quickly. And, yeah. Yeah. I wish I was that witty. They're always like, oh, you say something and the other person says, is that what you meant? They're like, oh, yeah. Like, ah, you're yeah. all so smart. So. They don't come up with it within <laughs> seconds, okay? <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Watch out for our season three review as well. We'll be doing that once the season ends. And yeah, um, hope you enjoyed listening. Let us know in the comments how you feel about the show or any of the characters and we hope to see you on the next one bye, bye.